What's this TikTok you sent me? Oh, I forget. Oh, it's about Brooklyn bakeries. I know. All those are in my neighborhood. Cool. Really? Court Street Bagels is, I don't know, a block away. Wow. Caputas. Yeah, I, I thought it would be cool for you to, I don't know, like if you knew them or. Caputas Bakery. Yeah. It's also pretty close. Go get your fresh baked lard bread. Lard. It's apparently what they have. Scoon. They have a Perfect. bread bread with lard in it. Chunks of lard. Chunks? Chunks of lard. But isn't there a bologna that's like that? There's a bologna that has chunks of lard in it. Oh, I know about bologna with like olives in it, right? No, there's a bologna with... Ew. What? Nothing. I was opening my phone to look up the name of bologna with chunks of lard, but a picture of a guy I used to work with popped up because I was trying to see what that loser was up to these days. <laughs> who was it? Uh, it was this guy who called himself the marketing guru when I worked at um. the radio station here in New York. Uh, here's one of his brilliant ideas. And this was not done on purpose. This was not supposed to be edgy. Okay. The, ra- the radio station I worked for was 1019 RXP. Call letters WRXP. And at some point, and thinking this is 2009, 2010, so social media is around, but it's not leveraged in the same way as it was now. But people are realizing, oh, we can use this to our advantage and get free marketing out of it. So they ask listeners to show off their support of RXP. You're, you're, you post a picture of you with the sticker or a T-shirt or maybe just in your car listening to it. You show the radio. It's on 101.9. And it was called Show Us Your RXP-ness. Oh. And he died, I swear... Either way, I think, is really bad if it's done on purpose. Maybe it's worse if it's done on purpose. You're like, uh-huh, show us your RXP-ness. But I also don't think that that was supposed to be uh, the point. Wait, what do you think? What do you mean you don't think it was the point? I don't think that they thought about penis as being part of it. They're just showing it. Show us your RXP-ness. Oh, don't you think it was they knew that no. it was like a double meaning? I don't think they knew. I don't see it flying with that station. It wasn't kind of that kind of rock station. It was supposed to be right. like a classy rock station where we respect the music and there's none of these gimmicks and there's no babes of the day up on the website. Also, right. Les- Leslie was the PD and I don't see mm. her approving that, though she still approved it. So I don't know. She, why'd she approve it then? I don't know. It's so bad. I don't know. Another brilliant idea was um, they wanted to set up this annual Memorial Day music festival. And this guy, whose picture popped up, who I can't stand, who knew, he knew I hated him. <laughs> okay. But he hated me. It was mutual hate. I, I just didn't like him because I thought he was an idiot who had bullshitted his way to a high position. And then at some point, he even got on the air. He took the night shift with no prior on-air experience because Whoa. he schmoozed the GM. They were friends, and he worked behind the scenes. And the real shitty thing is to get on the air at first, he started doing an overnight shift with another guy at the station. They were oh, doing, thinking that he would, they would be together or something. Well, he's like, Hey, we'll do the show together. And I forget the reason that was the selling point. But as soon as the time came, he ditched the other guy. Right. And he took that shift alone. Luckily he only had it for a few months before the station went away. Anyway, uh, Memorial Day, and he's thinking, you know, there's Lollapalooza. What does that even mean? But people know it because it's such a strange thing. And he came up with this thing called RXP Take Liberty, which one in itself is stupid. Take Liberty, huh? 
Like I, take liberty with what? I know you take liberty in certain situations, but right. going to a music festival, I don't understand the tie-in. But it was also mm-hmm. spelled T A with an umlaut over it, K, all smashed together. L I B E R T Y. Tack liberty. So wait, there was no E. No. For, after take, so it was just because take with an umlaut is not an A sound. I know it's it's not, but this is. It's like eek, teak, teak. <laughs> it's just. This was the marketing guru's brilliant idea. This guy probably weird. Who knows how much money this guy made? He was like head marketer. God. I could do that and just come up with terrible ideas. Luckily, the show never happened. It got canceled, and then the station was sold. So all these things never. Teak <laughs> Liberty. Uh, I don't. Nobody understood it. And we're like, huh? And he was really, really proud of himself. Oh, another. Nobody understood it. No, nope. <laughs> Nobody understood what the hell it was. Tick. Like, eh, <laughs> eh, tick. Tick, liberty. The last, tick. the last idea. Oh, my God. I know. So he got neutered and now he's like paranoid or something. He's like losing his mind a little bit. I know, but I think he has to go in the cage and the doors need to be closed. I can't do that today. Why can't you do that today? We can't have a because dog. Because he has stitches. We can't have a dog barking throughout. I know. I can't. I can't. I can't put him away. Because he on. has stitches and he can't fit in his kennel with his cone on. Oh, my God. So just today he's. Well, then he's, I think he's, he, he's like curled up right back asleep. It's just. I don't know. It's like I think he's a little scared or something. I think you have to put him in the hall. Close the bedroom door. Close the closet door. Close the curtain. No, I can't. Then he still gets to roam around. He just. Well, he's sleeping. He's like laying here. He's just, like I said, he's. It's just a, you know, a, a temporary thing. He just had surgery on Friday. Okay. I gave him half a melatonin. Doesn't. To doesn't, try and like calm him. Doesn't seem to be working. Well, it takes time. You should have given him a snossage with. Xanax inside. Yeah. He does have trazodone. Yeah, give him six of those. I only wanted to give him one every 24 hours. Well, maybe three for this instance. Hey, stop. Stop trying to tell me to hurt my dog. That's not hurting your dog. I'm not telling yes, you to Yes, it hurt is. You're dog. saying to kill him with six trazodone. That's not what I was saying. I don't think three trazodone would kill the dog. Yes, it would. It could. It would just make him very tired. No, it would make, so tired that his heart would forget to beat. No, I wouldn't tell you to kill the dog. They always, they always, doctors always give you the lowest dose possible. Okay. Listen, I can't do anything about it. It's just how he is right now. Because he's, you know, been through a surgery. So while the, the barking fits. What's that? So while barking fits throughout. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Is it? Fits. Would you want to listen to that? Would you want to listen? I wouldn't to care. That? Yeah. I listen to a podcast where her dog, Tony, sometimes barks and they say, Tony, what's wrong, Tony? That's what they all say. What do you mean? That's what they all say. Everyone on the show says that. The two people that are on it. Yeah. They say, oh, Tony. Well, the, the owner is like, Tony, you know, and then the other one says, oh, Tony, what's wrong with her? Even though it's a boy. 
Well, the other idea this guy had was mm-hmm. when the station first launched, he thought a good way to promote it would be putting postcards on people's windshields, like under their windshield wipers. Oof, why would he think? Why? Why? But so they would send people around to the train stations in New Jersey and Long Island and north of the city to have the, oh, the poor to promotion. paper their cars while they're at work. Yeah. So they get back and then sometimes around the city also. But the, the funny thing, the brilliant thing, because this will really get people's attention, was the one side of them was orange and looked like a parking ticket. <clears throat> the parking ticket envelope you get in New York. Oh. So that was his brilliant way. Hey, they'll come to their car and they'll think they have a ticket and they're going to be sure to grab it then and, and read it and not just throw it away. Yeah. And what about them being pissed off that you made yeah. them think that you had a parking ticket for a few minutes? Now you're just associated with a negative thought. Exactly. If I didn't know a radio station, I came back to my car and there was a parking ticket. Or I thought it was a parking ticket and yeah. I grabbed it and it was this, listen to Matt Pinfield in the morning. I'm like, fuck you. I know. I'd be like, I, I would feel tricked. I would not listen to the station. Manipulated. Hey, but you know, he knew what he was talking about until he got to that position. He was the guru. <laughs> Self-referred marketing guru who liked ruling with fear and threats of firing people. That's great motivation. And then saying things after layoffs, since radio always has layoffs, uh, after a bunch of people you work with get laid off and then you're still around saying, hey, view it like a game show, a reality show. You made it to the next round. It's like, fuck you, dude. It's people's livelihoods at stake here. Yeah. This isn't a game. Granted, my life. You know, granted the people are already in poverty, <laughs> considering they paid uh, that, that promotions job I took was $28,000 a year. Oof, in New York? I, exactly. The only reason I took it is because I doubled my salary doing on-air shifts on the weekend. Right. Because those yeah, were, that's a fine like supplement. Those were union. I didn't really quite double it. I think I only made like fifty thousand, but whatever. Yeah. And still, that alone was hard enough. Twenty-eight thousand, and then because always someone's going to take it. Someone's going to take the job. Right. We don't have to pay more. No, it, I know you don't have to pay more. Maybe you should be fair and thoughtful and pay more because you want to pay more. You want someone to not have to struggle and, to, and pay for quality. Yeah. And be able to do a good job. Nah, nah, we don't have that much money to spend. Has to go to my giant fucking salary. Cause I'm the guru. No, well, no. this is kind of interesting. I mean, if we, I was, I was going to talk about like men, but I don't feel as um, strongly as I did <laughs> the day that I thought. What yesterday? That? Was that yesterday? Yeah, that was yesterday. What happened? Yeah, it from- was, that was more of like, a thing where I was like, yeah, I did feel something really strongly earlier this week about men. And then that kind of dissipated. But I was like, what I, did can, you feel? I can conjure that back up. But then I was walking around today and I was like, what? I can't, I can't get like a firm grasp on what I actually felt in that moment anymore. What was it? I guess <clears throat> it was about. It started out thinking about uh, sex. And how, like, some men treat sex with a woman, and then how we're supposed to react to that. Um, that was one part of it, just thinking about like the performative aspect of sex and how it like can ruin a woman's Hold chances on. of orgasm. <laughs> Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. All right. There, the show's officially been started. Okay, okay. Show so, us your RX penis. Yeah. 
Cool. That sounds cool. <laughs> Send him <laughs> pictures of your one top clit. <laughs> well, look, we'll <laughs> use hashtag top clit. <laughs> one top clit. And we'll randomly choose a few people to get a free button. Oh, for your button. Your love button. That's it. I should be paid $200,000, $250,000 a year now because I am the guru of marketing. These ideas. Wow. You can't, you can't teach these ideas. I mean, where does that come from? Where do you get this inspiration? You can't send someone to school and teach them brilliance. Yeah. You don't learn that from a book. Yeah, even the way they say to approach marketing. It's too safe for me. I'm the renegade marketer. <sighs> Yeah. I'm not afraid. That's what, that's what breaks you apart. Like you're not going against the grain. You are the grain. You know, you know why tech Liberty didn't make sense to you? Cause you're a fucking yeah. idiot. Tech. Tech Liberty. Tech. <laughs> Did he, like he at least should have put like an, a line above the a, right? Cause then that would mean it's a long a <laughs> and not a short vowel. The ah, Make it A, take. Yes. Here, look at this. The Brooklyn Vegan wrote something about take liberty. Tack, take. Tack, tech. It's tech liberty. Oh, maybe it was a long A. At some no, point. No, umlaut over an A is an eh. No, no, I understand. I'm looking at this now. Oh. And this one, which I don't remember being the official logo, has the long A line over the A. Oh, good. Coldplay was supposed to play. You know, never came to fruition. The RxP Tack Liberty Festival will take place on two stages, September 18th. Oh, it was a Labor Day thing. That's what, So Labor Day is not even about liberty. I'm so confused. See, my it's funny how your details get skewed over the years. Because hmm. I thought it was Memorial Day. But well, that was, would make sense if it was about liberty. Oh, uh, okay. I thought what, would happen, what happened was it was... Memorial Day weekend, but they announced the station was sold and going away. But that we probably still would have had the show because it would have been a big blowout. Goodbye, RXP. Oh. It was Labor Day weekend. It was announced in June, early June of 2011. And then the station went away July that year. So that's why it never happened. Oh. Thank God. But that, now it makes even less sense. How's Liberty tied? The Memorial Day, I can understand your Liberty's tied to people who right. gave their lives to protect. What the fuck Labor Day? <laughs> Labor Day is about labor? Man, take your like, fucking rest. You is it cog, about <clears throat> you stupid cog in the machine. Did it start did it start with um like unionizing or something? Yeah, that was they we demand one day off a year. <laughs> that was the union's demand. You make us work every single day. But they call it Labor Day. It's just a holiday for workers, I think, is all it was. But why is it called a, a why is it why is it using the word labor? Because labor, be like non-labor. It's recognizing the labor that you put in. Poor thing. He really is just laying here and like. Oh. The labor that you put in. It's recognizing Lab your labor. Then it should be past tense because no. it's a day where you don't labor. It's recognizing your labor. That's why it's called Labor Day. Happy you worked day. It doesn't matter. 
Okay. Anyway, women's orgasms. <laughs> yeah, something this guy, this marketing guru, I'm sure, had no concern about. That's probably why yeah. he got divorced. Yeah, she he never made her come. I doubt he did. He knew I hated him. He knew. There was this, uh, remember those, we'll get to the orgasm. Remember the radio info message boards? Yeah. It was for inside radio nerds. <laughs> yeah. And it really wasn't that active. There was, what would what, you say, 12 people active on those boards? I mean, sometimes less. I feel like it was less than a handful most of the time. Yeah, for anyone who didn't doesn't know, there were these, it was called radioinfo.com, which still exists, but I think they sold the message boards, which is strange. They had enough traction on the message boards. So now I think it's radiodiscussions.com. And it's, you're not going to see much. There's not much going on there, but there's still people. And some of those people from back in 2002 are still around posting on the Atlanta <laughs> radio board. I haven't looked. But it's broken, really up, long time. it's broken up into cities. And so on the New York message board, somebody registered a handle RXP Insider. Oh, who was it? And they would, po- I, nobody ever figured out who it was, but they would post mm-hmm. gossip and they would shit on people uh, who worked at the station and reveal things that were talked about in meetings and even things like a billboard campaign was coming up and there was something stupid about the campaign. I can't remember what, but knowing this guy and his brain, this marketing guru, it probably was really ridiculous, <laughs> but nobody had known about it. It wasn't announced publicly and it was still in the early stages and details about how stupid this, this campaign was going to be were that was leaked on the message board. And I knew at some point because I never hid my disdain that they probably thought it was me. Right. Like overall. So I went on a, my own campaign and made sure people knew that it wasn't me. It's a weird spot to be in. It's like, Hey, look, I know that I'm outspoken and I, and I don't just blindly pledge allegiance to your dumb ideas in this radio station, but it's not me. The RXP insider is not me. And I told this guy that, and he said, well, you know, I was thinking that it was, and I said, like, look, I'll tell you straight up. If it's me, I'd tell you, I know that you know that I don't like you much. I just, I expressed it. Wow. And then we had a conversation and he tried to smooth things over. Uh, And I I basically said, look, you rule with fear. I don't think it's a good motivator. You don't think about the people who work for you. You seem to be a little concerned about yourself. And I forget where the conversation went from there. Ultimately, I still never grew close to that guy, especially when he went behind the backs of every person who had been putting years of work on the air just to give himself the, the air shift. But during that conversation, how did he take it? I, who knows how he took it? Like someone like that probably doesn't like it or they I, outwardly. I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Because a person like that presents that. I'm glad that you're being straight up with me. We're, yeah. we're adults. We're men. We can have these kind of conversations, which fair. But I don't know. Ultimately, inside, if it bruises him. He didn't come after me after that. He didn't make my life harder. He could have. He certainly was in a position of power. I mean, at some point, I don't know. I was I was pretty crazy back in those days. Meaning, well, <laughs> volatile. Well, yeah, I was working in the promotions department. I hated the job. My direct boss, he was above my boss, so it was layered. One day, she called me into her office and just proceeded to yell at me. 
And then I yelled back and then that became like the biggest thing in the world. How dare I yell at her? I was like, you're screaming at me first. Yeah. I don't even yell often. You push me to this. You're starting a, a conversation that way. Why would you, you're supposed to just sit and take it and quietly respect whatever they're doing or saying to you? Yeah, I did. So I, I yelled back. They didn't turn into anything at that point, but she was real nasty to people. And one of the on-air guys got in trouble because she demanded something of him, but I think he called her like a nasty name. Oh. And then so he got suspended for a week. She had a real way of manipulating, like, oh, I'm the victim after she's the one who oh, yeah. set these things. Gaslighting. And, yeah. She said this shit in motion. And then when you would react, she'd <laughs> use that. Yeah. So anyway, at some point I went to see Neil deGrasse Tyson speak when he was cool. Mm-hmm. And I left, I left work. I left work at five, but I left. I didn't tell anyone I was leaving. So by the time I'd get off the train, there was no service in the trains. And I still just had a flip phone, but there was a text. It's like, you left work. You didn't tell me. Where are you? And then I texted this back. This is from the lady? Yeah, this is from the lady. And I said, uh, I'm going to see Neil deGrasse Tyson speak. Quite frankly, it's more important than this job. And then I said, oh, well, I got to resign now. So I went home that night and wrote the email to HR and CC'd all the necessary parties and resigned. But then in having the discussion, like the next day at work, I went into that guy's office, the guru's office. Uh And I said, I want to go to the web department and do video. And I said, I'm not very good at this job. I suck at the promotions promotions job. And he said, yes, you do suck at the job. But we're men and we can talk to each other this way. And then he granted me the new position. So, you know, there you go. Who knows? Although this is. I don't know how to feel about this character anymore. This is all not linear. Like, so the discussion about me not liking him came after I already had the other job. Oh. Because that was was closer to the end of the line. And this was probably in. So the station launched in 2008, went away in 2011, was only around for three and a half years. And I was promotions coordinator for the first year and a half and then the rest of the time I was in the web department. So the story is not linear and him giving me that other position, but he still didn't, he still knew I didn't like him. At some point he found out someone was listening to a station other than the stations in the building, which were also hot 97 and kiss 98.7 in the station. They were listening to something else. Yeah. Like, so at work, at work, somebody's (laughs) sitting at their desk listening to music and there were, there were three stations owned by the company. It was RXP, the rock station, hot 97, the hip hop station and then like R and B soul, which is 98.7 kiss. And he found that someone was listening to another station, screamed at them in front of everyone. What? How dare you listen to music? That's not our music, our product, our stations. I used to stream into a London station and I would listen to that. Good thing. He never found out been fired on the spot. How dare you? It's the greatest sin so yeah, that guy what is that like blind, is it blind loyalty or is it just keeping your job or is it like doing whatever you think you're supposed to do to like, this is what we do in this position is I have no, know. I have no fucking idea what it is. Oh, like if like you're outwardly, you work for a radio station, you're outwardly shitting on it and with listeners and pushing another station in the market, then sure. It's like, Hey, come on. I got a problem with that. What the fuck are you doing? But if you work at a Hormel factory and you come in with some Petridge Farm for lunch, is somebody going to scream at you for it? Well, that's different. Petridge Farm. That's the Hormel and Oscar Mayer, maybe. 
You were comparing like processed meat to cookies. No, Petridge <laughs> Farm has meat. They have cold cuts. They have no, sandwiches. Pepperidge meat. Farm? Yeah. Pepperidge okay. Farm? I oh, think. they got Choco Donuts. Um, meat? <laughs> Pepperidge Farm meats. No way. They're just... Uh... If they do, this is new to me. Yes, Petridge Farm. Yes. They have the... With the blue top and the plastic container. Where? Farm. I still don't see it. Oh, I that's see Hillshire, Hillshire Farm. Farm. That's close enough. No, that's totally <gasps> different. Smoked deli turkey breast, Petri- Pe- Pepperidge Farm. Yes. <laughs> no. Right. Yes. No. Where? What's it called? What's the product called? It's called smoked deli turkey breast. Smoked deli. Read more. <laughs> Newsroom. I still don't. I, I just search Pepperidge Farm smoked deli turkey breast. What pops up is Hillshire Farm. I don't see any Pepperidge Farm. Let's go to I'm the looking pe- at the PetridgeFarm.com forward slash newsroom forward slash. It's a bakery. Pepperidge Farm is a, an American commercial bakery. List of products. Breads, bagels, breakfast bed, breads, buns and rolls, frozen bread, sandwich breads, stuffing, cookies. Uh, crackers, desserts, and pastry, goldfish. There's nothing here about meats. Hold on. There's no meats. They don't make meats. <laughs> There's no meats. Farm. <laughs> oh. um. All right. Well, whatever. I messed that up. You know what would have made that this this sequence better is what? the silence while you were searching. If your dog started barking. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I would have made that. Ten times better. Yeah. Much more entertaining for the listener. I feel bad for him. Well, look, they all go through this. Don't feel bad. He'll be fine. Oh, I know. I just, because he's like, he seems like freaked out. Eh, maybe. Yeah. Like when I went to get my teeth pulled, I was freaked out. I didn't know what was happening. Oh, yeah. They said he was very unhappy. Like when he got there and was like in his little cage before, like getting sedated. They said he was not so happy. And that like the um, receptionist was just holding him at the front desk. <laughs> I just thought that was really sweet. All right. Well, at least he's lying down now. Yeah. Like a good pup. Even before when he was barking, he was like, looked like he was dead. Like he's out, you know? <laughs> so, but he's just like, ah, ah. like, I think he wakes up and he's freaked out. So your point is if you work for a Hormel and then you start talking about Hillshire Farm. Well, not even talking, right? If you if you bring Hillshire Farm smoked turkey breast sandwich into for your lunch, and somebody can tell that that's not Hormel, that's different. Like I some this yes, and what we're I say it's different, meaning what I was trying to say, it's the exact same. And as far as me talking about this guy getting angry that someone was yeah. listening to another radio station internally, and I was just saying I could understand if you worked for Hormel. And you were out and the Hormel tent was up and they had samples and the people coming up, you whispered in there, you're like, you know what? This stuff fucking sucks. You should try right. Hillshire Farm. And then you slip them Hillshire Farm. If Absolutely. I, yeah, That's if I, actively going against <laughs> a company you work for. Yeah. If I were the manager, I'd be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? What is this? Yeah. And I really probably wouldn't care about Hormel. I just say, come on, be smart. I don't like Hormel either. Right. Just be smart <laughs> right. about it. Right. Um, so th- th- there's... Uh, 
a specific instance in my mind. But yes, as you said, it's somebody bringing in lunch that isn't Hormel and then the manager's losing their fucking minds. On the buzz, I talked about meeting Simon Baby um, at the mall. And, you know, my shift was from like. What station was that guy on? (laughs) I don't know. V103, maybe. Yeah. So something that didn't even compete. Yeah, it wasn't even a competition. And then I talked about that and Paul, whatever, brought me into his office and yelled at me for it. The buzz was. And I was so apologetic. But then afterwards, I was like, hey, dude. The buzz was. My time time slot is nobody. Right. No one is listening. And also, this person is not a comp. It's not our competition. And I wasn't saying like you should listen. Go over there. It's way better than the buzz. I was just like, yo, I met him. He was so nice. I'm in, baby. And that's it. You know, and he yelled at me for it. Some people don't know what the buzz is. It was just a small alternative rock station launched by Clear Channel Communications in probably what 2003. Yeah. 2002, somewhere around there. Yeah, something like that. In Atlanta, in the Atlanta radio market, there were two big rock stations, <laughs> 99X, the alternative rock station, 96 Rock, the classic which rock station. Which was the king, um, 99X. And then so Clear Channel, which owned 96 Rock, said, hey, you know what? We need 96 Rock to look better. Let's launch a small alternative rock station on a very weak signal. We don't need to beat 99X. We just pull a little bit of the ratings away. Then that makes 96 Rock look better. And then we can also package the budge, buzz in, in advertising sales. Mm-hmm. And they were so cheap, they didn't want to put anyone on the station. Like, I mean, they paid us. Very little. It was great for me. You know, like I, it was almost like, uh, pay me 28000 a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll do it. Well, my first radio broke. Yeah, that first radio job there at Clear Channel was 16000 a year. It's like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I'm really living off of this. Somehow I, I made it. I don't know how I made that work. It was, was a different time. There was supplemental income from Eric, but only $100 a week. Did <laughs> so, you do promotions? Uh, I didn't. At some point I did and got those tech fees where if you went out and set up yeah. the PA in the tent, you got an extra 250 or 200 or whatever it was. I thought that was just the greatest. That was a lot of money to me when I was. It was a ton of money. 20, 21. Anyway. For like, and for not a, l- a lot of hours, you know, it was like a total of four hours and you made 250 bucks. Yeah. You had to drive those giant vehicles though. And I hated driving those. Oh, I didn't care. I felt really proud. I was like, I'm little. And I can do this shit. I hated driving this. I don't. I still don't like driving large vehicles. When I was in Wyoming, I backed my rental truck into a telephone pole and smashed it. Oh, the, no. That's so scary. The bumper. Totally plastic. No metal. I don't understand the point of it. It crumpled. Right. It crumpled and disintegrated to the point that the tailgate on the truck was dented. And wouldn't a bumper be there to stop a telephone pole, which stands straight up and down from (laughs) touching the tailgate. No, apparently not. And I wasn't going fast. I mean, no, you're backing up. I mean, I I was going faster enough, fast enough. Like if I just tapped, it wouldn't have disintegrated, but there wasn't much space. I just wasn't paying. Disintegrated like a, like a no, like shard window break kind of part of the plastic. Just kind of like, I don't even know where this piece is now. It's like, it's gone. (laughs) Uh, did you have insurance on it or does your insurance cover rentals? Well, here's the thing. Cause I never get the insurance. I never get the insurance either because I think, fuck you. This is a scam. Yeah. You're trying to pull a fast one. And isn't it true that like your normal car insurance usually covers it? It will, it will cover it, but then you have to pay your deductible and you have to, 
maybe your premium will be raised depending on how much it costs. So sometimes it could be worth, because if I had taken out, it's really a waiver. It's not insurance because they already have insurance. You're, you're just paying for the waiver that says if I wreck your car, I wipe my hands clean. I walk away, you handle this and I'm not involved. And so of course, when it's over, you think, why didn't I just get that? But those things are expensive. Like $40 a day, $50 a day for collision, which is what this was. And, you know, I was a little cocky too, thinking my credit card will cover it. I always hear the credit card. Oh, yeah. The credit card will cover it, but it's secondary insurance, meaning if you have actual car insurance, that's the first insurance that has to be used. Oh, it can't be like whichever one is best. No, there's a few credit cards, and I think there are Chase credit cards. There's only a few, two or three, that offer primary insurance from the start, Uh so you can skip your car insurance. So if we went back a couple of years when I didn't have a car and I didn't have car insurance, then the credit card would have been my insurance and it would have covered okay. it. But in this instance, I was talking to them and they said we're secondary, which it's still helpful, meaning they will cover any costs that Geico doesn't cover and they'll cover my deductible so I can get my $500 back from. Oh, that's cool. From the credit card. Like it's a process and I have to do paperwork and it's a pain, but. I but can, still, that's really awesome. Yeah. So that's the, they're still there and it's still helpful, but I still had to get my car insurance involved. Yeah. I did think about lying at some point saying, I don't have car insurance, but then I thought they, there's probably a way they know they can, you get pulled over and they can look it up. You know, it's. Yeah. But isn't that because they're, they have access to a system. Uh, you don't think that a credit card company's insurance division would have access mm, to that system. Maybe they do. <laughs> I, I didn't feel like it was worth the risk of getting caught in a lie. Yeah. So you've like, been caught in lies. Well, I also government <laughs> before like taxes and stuff. No, no, they weren't lies. They just, no? I just didn't have the proper documentation. Oh, okay. They don't keep good records. And I said, Whatever. well, you lied by not submitting certain things. What? What are you talking about? When you don't think you get in trouble for like it. making money that you never reported. Yeah. It was one, like a small amount of money, but still they know what one year it was $12,000. Yeah. I thought they'll never know. And then they just sent me. I would a, assume that. Well, yeah, you will probably get away with it now because people are still so backed up. No, they catch you at some point. If the the employer reports it, especially because it's all uh, computers running through, it's not hand checked. Like I think at some point a flag goes up and then a person steps in and they hand check it. They look at it. But for the most part, just comparing records. So if you work for a place, they have your social security, you make money with them. They report that it's tied to your account and when you file your tax return and there's discrepancy, it's very easy. It's like, this doesn't match. So it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. That was just a letter. It said, we, uh, we hear you made another $12,000. Is this true? And I said, yes. <laughs> and then they made me pay what I owed and then a little penalty. We heard, hey, so we heard that you made some extra money, <laughs> like 12K. Is that true? Love you. Sincerely, IRS. So I did think... When That'd I first, be cool if it, I feel like I wonder if like Gen Z or Alpha, when they get into power and they're part of these like bureaucratic systems, if they'll be like way more chill in their correspondence. <laughs> you think so? I don't. I think anyone goes to that job takes it very seriously for whatever reason. It's like the guy, the marketing. Yeah, but eventually, guru. all those people who take it seriously are just dying out, and because Alpha, Gen Z, and Alpha just don't take anything seriously because everything is stupid, and they realize that everything is that true. Is they're just kids still. I know, but I'm saying I think that that's the way it's gonna. It, that's the way it's heading. You don't think that's gonna change when they get old? When you're a kid, you think everything's done. Like, why do I have to listen to this? Who's this? How dare they tell me what to do? Yeah, I don't know. 
because I, I mean, I don't know. I just like the idea um, of yassifying the government. Have you heard about that? No. Do you I know, want like, to? Yas. Yeah, I figured, but I don't know if <laughs> that, I want to know about it. Uh, once, once Gen Z gets old enough and they start going into politics, you're going to get like yas queen people <laughs> in the government and it's going to. It, things are going to be different and more mm. fun. More fun? You think that's yeah. fun? I don't think that's fun. I mean, could it be any worse than what's currently Look, going on? Look, you can still on? be Probably serious. Not. That's fine. But all of this, like, just ugh, just the way that these people look is just so depressing. Everyone that's sort of in power just looks so just, like, It's all oldest. depressing. It's all depressing. Every angle <sighs> is depressing. I'd rather have somebody that looks like a human and not just this strange suit wearing beast. I'm not looking forward to any of it. I don't like it now. I'm not going to like it then. I have optimism for the future. Yeah. That's <laughs> just <laughs> what I need. Guilty. No, no, thank you. Did you bring your identification? Oh, that sucks because if, like you need two forms of ID. If I worked for the IRS and something was flagged <laughs> and I saw yeah. that they were a person, just a normal person making $80,000 a year and they had written some stuff off and didn't have documentation, I'd say, whatever, enjoy it. Oh, hell yeah. But there's plenty of people. I think just being drawn to that job, like, I got you. I take this very seriously. The finances of the country mean everything to me. <laughs> right. Or people just get like a little bit of juice. You know, they get a teensy little bit of power and maybe they feel they have felt or you know whatever are so so powerless for their whole life that they're like this is my chance don't try it this next year right didn't they just hire some ungodly number of new uh they did but a bunch of people that are, are retiring like a bunch IRS. of people are leaving oh the irs agents yeah all right i don't know i think when you're new you're so I, to... I mean there might be still more at the at the you know all told, you know, there still might be some more than there was previously, um, but it's not going to like stay as many as you think. I love the stories of the IRS is understaffed. There's not enough people. Oh, boo hoo. This is it's like, hey, great. I can get away with these things. No one's going <laughs> to have the time to check my sorry little. Anytime that I spoke to Maryland about taxes, they were so cool and nice. They're like, oh, yeah, you got to you have to do this and that. I know it's a pain. Like you got to go here and you have to, you have to fill this out and you have to make sure this is there. I was like, Oh, okay. Thank you. They're not your friend. Oh, they were just friendly. They just seemed like actual, like I said, actual people instead of just robot humans who were like, fill out form, blah, 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 blah. Anyone who wants no compassion for where you're coming from or that you're just a person who don't, doesn't know what they're doing. Anyone who wants to manipulate autumn, just be nice to her and you can get whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) He's so nice. Then he, Drained my bank account. There wasn't much, but <laughs> I have zero. <laughs> but he was nice. He was nice to me. That's all it took. Uh, I feel like I'm. I I have um better. Uh, what like reading people skills than that? Not a master manipulator. You don't. True, but maybe that's but that's most people. So it's not like I'm, you know that manipulatable the master manipulator reads every person as an individual and says this is what it takes to gain their trust yeah with you it's being nice yeah that's the first step step one be really nice but not too nice then you have to balance it if you're too nice you're like what does this person want why are they doing they're not a master yeah they're too nice yeah 
They're a novice. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to say with the uh, bumper. Well, before the bumper, I got a flat tire. We were off road. Oh my God, really? We were off road and then some antelope were running. And I was like, hey, look at this. And got out. What? To, really? To, it's in Wyoming. There's antelope. It's normal. Oh, no, no big deal, Autumn. Not oh, a big yeah. deal. Antelope and Wyoming go together. Like, Oh, you were so, so used to it. You're like, oh, this old thing? Yeah, they go together the like Labor Day way. and ta- Tacking Liberty. Where the deer and the antelope are gay. So I, we got out and I noticed we had a flat tire. It's like, oh shit. And I had to change the tire on a gravel road, which isn't the best because you want a sturdy, steady ground for the jack, but at least it was level. And then the, the truck, you know, most cars have the stupid donuts that aren't a full-size tire and you can't right. ride on them. The truck had a full-size tire. And that was, the point is, Changed the tire, looked up the policy. I was responsible for the tire. I thought, oh, go great. So I took the other tire to an air pump, filled it up, found the very tiny hole where the air was coming out by spitting on it. And then when it's wet, it bubbles mm-hmm. because the air is coming out. And plugged that up, feeling really great about myself. I was like, I fixed this. We're going to put the other tire back on. Let's go back to the gas station to put the air in it. And that's when I backed into the telephone pole. So I was thinking, you fucking car rental company, you think you got me? You think you were going to get money out of my pocket because I was going to return it with a spare? Fuck you. And then backed into that telephone pole and smashed (laughs) in the back of the truck. And then getting out, I didn't even notice the tailgate was dented. I was just staring at the bumper and it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. but so the outside shell of the bumper was still kind of intact. It had fallen and was hanging by a wire and the inside plastic was what disintegrated. But I thought, you know what, if I can just tape this in a certain way, I, no one will know. And I'll just return this. I'll return this. I'm not going to say a word. I'm not above it. I'm not ethical. And then I glanced up okay. and noticed the tailgate was dented. And then my mood dropped. It. My mood dropped and I dissociated. And oh, no. my brain drifted and I sunk deep inside and thought, what a loser. You failed. You lost the game. The rental car company won the game. They set the game. They set the rules. They say, you want our insurance? And you, with a chip on your shoulder, say, fuck you. No, I don't want your stupid insurance. I don't need your insurance. And then you wreck the car. And then they sit there, and some man in a chair sees us on a computer screen, flashes, alert, alert, Greg Russ, backed into a telephone pole, and he laughs. He fucking And then he laughs. checks. He was like, did he take the insurance? Like, yeah. He asked the computer, did he take the insurance? Like, no, he did not take the insurance. <laughs> exactly. That's what happens. That's, that's the way it goes down. And so I had no chance of beating him, which is a shame. This ties into our, our talk about the marketing guru because I think I was playing his game. In general, I'm, I'm not competitive by default. Like I don't put myself in situations where I have to compete. But there are instances in life where you have to do things like the like rent a car then there's rules surrounding it and part of it is a game everything's gamified and i know that the car and rental's not gamified in the truest sense like ways is for example it's a good driving app but it's also a game you'll get points and go up in rank but you know there's there's decisions you have to make and they're trying to make the most money as possible like booking an airline ticket it's a fucking game what do you want the most basic fare sure okay you can't bring a carry-on and you can't choose your seat and you can say, all right, well, I'll try to pretend this is a personal item and not a carry-on and see if they stop me. And then maybe there'll still be a good seat and not a middle seat near the toilet. 
Uh, so you, you play these games and I take it very seriously in those instances. I'd say, I'll play your stupid game. I'm going to beat you at it. I'm not going to give you more money to avoid these things. I'm going to get the lowest fare and I'm going to manipulate the system somehow to get what I want and you don't get you what you want and you don't put me in a position you think I would be in by not giving you more money. That's what I like to do. So when I lose, it's like a real loss. I feel like a complete and total failure. So yes, the Avis man <laughs> fucking laughing. That cat. Yeah. That's what's happening at this point. Yeah. And the marketing guru, I played his game. He's the one who wanted to rule with fear and everyone would bow down and kiss his ring. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. So you didn't play his game. No, I played his game. Like, it's his game. You have to play his game. He's the one in charge. So you're in mm -hmm. the game, is what I'm saying. And I just played it my way. <laughs> Ultimately, I don't know who won that one, though. He's the one who got on the air. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of confused. I don't know who. He got on the air. I didn't. Oh, I stole on the weekend. What's he doing now? Yeah, I think he works for Sirius or something. But he got divorced and moved to a different city. Mm. As far as I know. But man, his ugly mug popped up when I was looking him up. That guy surely did not take care of his wife <laughs> in the bedroom. All right, so that can lead into what you were talking about. <laughs> I mean, we're so far away from that topic. No, 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 we're not. I just brought us back. This, this right. guy was probably the kind of guy that you don't like, that you wouldn't want yeah. to deal with. Well, it started out this thinking, like I said before, where just thinking about what men are exposed to and what they're ex what they expect already of. making excuses don't make excuses for these people they're what jerks are you talking about? oh what are they exposed to this is the reason they're the way they are no i, I do think that that's the way they that that's why it's because what they're exposed to all right i'll let that, you go yeah i mean not i'm sure and some of them are just jerks and don't care but then um oh this is where it came from it came from someone posting on two plus two equals four um a picture of Jennifer Coolidge as like, you know, what's his name's mom. What's two uh, plus American two Pie. equals four. Yes. What oh, it's it? a super secret, not so secret, uh, Facebook page for the Von Hessler doctrine. Okay. Thank so you. Somebody, you know, <laughs> I just assume everybody listening knows by now. Um, so they posted a picture of Jennifer Coolidge as like Stifler's mom. And it said, Cougars talk a big game until you're in the bed with them and they're like, oh, honey, don't push my leg so far back or something. <laughs> and the, initially the way I felt was like pretty annoyed. And then I, I ended up commenting on it in a, in a much more sort of mm, gentle way. But my first reaction to it was like, uh, <laughs> You're just you just you just think that you're allowed to just bend and manipulate women in a bed when you're having sex with them and they're and it hurts them and they're not supposed to respond that like your pleasure is the only thing that matters. And no matter how you have to get it, first of all, your pleasure, having your orgasm is way easier than a woman's. But you're the one that has to be accommodated to. Because you want to bend her legs back so you, she can be used as just a fucking torso without feelings or thoughts, right? <laughs> that was my first thought. I ended up just saying something, like I said, more gentle where it was like, uh, yeah, quote unquote, cougars know how to get their pleasure 
So they don't just like, they're not like a younger woman who just lets the dude do whatever, you know? Well, that's what it's equated to, right? This yes. woman comes in and says, I'm game. I want you. She pursued me. So therefore, if she says she's game, that means anything. I know this is what you're saying. I'm just yeah. packaging it. Anything I want, she should be down for. That's what they mistake <laughs> right. it as. That's Even if it's painful. Yeah. It's like, you said you were game. Yeah. How about it's a, it's, it's a two people are involved here. It's not just about your pleasure. It's also about her pleasure, but it's not only about her pleasure. It's about the two of you. And so that just got me thinking. And, you know, I, I've recently been into, <laughs> I've recently been into some, uh, pornography that is, I don't know, like two people instead of just one person being treated like a piece of meat, you know, uh, which I'm very, I'm enjoying. And it just keeps making me think about men in general and how. Why are you women hesitant? Are, Why are you hesitant to say you're into porn where it's mutual and seemingly Oh, I'm enjoyable? not hesitant to say it about that, but I guess I'm embarrassed to say that like I've been, I don't know, just that I've, I'm into a specific type of porn lately. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt weird to say. I guess because it's intimate and vulnerable. That's why. Okay. But um, yeah, it's not about the, the content of the porn. I mean, I guess I'd be embarrassed if I was like really into like spitting, like disgusting, <laughs> horrible, scary things. That'd be a little more embarrassing. But anyway, um, so where was I? <laughs> you got all frazzled. You're frazzled now. Well, you got me fried. You got me thinking like I have to defend myself. And no, I didn't. I was asking why you felt the need to do that. I'm not trying to push you to defend oh, okay. yourself. I don't think there's any reason you need to defend yourself. But you seemed right. a little hesitant to admit that you're watching porn that seems to be, for lack of a better term, loving. I know that <laughs> applying loving to porn in itself. Well, is it doesn't even have to be loving. It's like two people are into attentive. certain things. Like just just um, aware of each other. All right. Aware. We got you know, there. Like I I there. feel like there's there's a lot of pornography that truly is like just about using, you know, and degrading. And that feels different than when you can tell that the woman is enjoying that, you know, and it's probably, you know, it's it's not it's not presented as she doesn't like this, but I'm going to make her like it. You know, it's yeah, presented as she likes this and I'm loving that she likes this. I don't know the appeal of that. I've never been into that. Like bang bus, yeah. for example. Right. Like, Look at her. Look at that bitch. Let's pull over and lure her into our van. Let's fool her, fool her. And then we'll have her way. And we'll promise her maybe some money. And then either they don't give her the money and they speed off or they throw it in her face and speed off and laugh. And whether or not it's fake, it's representing that exactly like uh you yeah. found a woman you used her you discarded her and i guess there is and, yeah the strong... joke is on her it's not that like she let me know that she really likes that and i love that she, she likes that <clears throat> instead it's like let's trick this idiot and like and assault her <laughs> and then <laughs> kidnap her <laughs> 
abandon her on the side of the road. It it really speaks to like a anger. There must be something. And I'm not I'm not a get I'm not saying I, I don't want any laws to be changed. I feel like like everything should it's fine. It can exist. <laughs> but the meaning behind it has to the, the the enjoyment of that has to come from something inside of you. Like why do you like that? It has it to me. I don't. I don't know what other avenue to take except you must have some anger toward women. Yeah, I can't grasp the appeal. I don't yeah. know why that is a thing that you would want. I saw this random woman. I was able to manipulate her into having sex, and there were times that she expressed that she really wasn't into this, but I was able to get through. Right. Uh, yeah. What drives that? I. I I can't pinpoint it. It always made me feel dirty. <laughs> For lack of, I, I don't know how to explain it necessarily. Well, it just feels cruel. I mean, it's nasty. Yeah. It's mean. It's not a way that I would want to go about things. Again, I don't think that all, that something like that um, can't still exist, but it would be nice for it to be framed in a different way. You know, like if the, the girl likes to get choked and smacked in the face or something. And like I said, it seems like he's doing that because she likes it and you see that she likes it. You need the scene in the beginning where they sit down and talk about the things that are well <laughs> allowed and not allowed. Well, even I mean, maybe, but also even if that doesn't happen, it seems like in, in these scenes, you know, the sort of feeling behind it is there. Like you can, you can kind of tell like, what's the, what's the, um, the tone of this scene of this porno? Is it like, yeah, stupid bitches. I fuck it. You're a fucking idiot bitch. <laughs> or is it like, yes, this is awesome. Like you love this and this is awesome for me because you, you're loving it. You it's know what usually, I mean? It's usually reinforced quite often at the end too, where in scenes like bang bus, the cameraman is part of the scene. He's talking, he's in on it. And then there's the positive reinforcement at the end where all the guys laugh and high five. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's something dudes seek out. Well, even, okay. So in real life after that scene, right, they stop the bus and they go back and pick her up and they're like, Oh, Brittany did such a great job. Like it's all normal. But the, the audience that enjoys it is That's what, what I mean. I'm That's upset what I mean. about. That's what I mean, yeah. the audience. Do yeah. they seek yeah. that out after that? Or is that why they approach it that way? Or is it representative? The porn is, is it representative of the way dudes have been approaching sex by nature? Like I think about being young and when people start having sex, some people in middle school claim they have sex. I don't doubt that, that that's happening. But, you know, quite often it is framed as a guy as I had sex. Give me a high five. Mm -hmm. And there are guys who will do that. And it becomes a girl has sex and she's a slut. It becomes a way to prove their worthiness and manlyhood. Right. And I've never bought into that myself. Why is it tied to sex when there's plenty of other ways? Because, you know, honestly, talking to a person about the things they want and the things they like when you're having sex, before you have sex, setting the scene, getting to that point where there's mutual trust, 
that's the hard thing. That's the difficult thing to, to learn how to do, uh, because there is a vulnerability attached to it. Yeah. Also, it's easy to just pump away because you're still closed off. I would say at that point, um, and you're completely disregarding another human being in the process. Right. But women are sort of trained, whether it's through, I don't know, societal expectations um, and or um, what we see in porn, you know, what we grow up seeing that you're not supposed to really stop that person and say like, hey, let's do this instead or what I want instead is this. You're supposed to just kind of like, oh, okay, well, this is the way he's he does it. So it's shitty that dudes are physically bigger. If women yeah. were physically stronger, but guys still had the had more of the sex drive, so they would try things like that. Because if you tried to stop a dude, hopefully most guys in reality would be respectful and say, "Okay, for whatever yeah. reason, we're in the middle of this. It may be embarrassing. You may question, what did I do wrong? Why is she wanting to stop?'" But to get angry about it, totally wrong reaction. But I do feel as though that's the risk that women run. And if women were yes. just physically bigger, the guy could get angry and you could just flick him off like a fly and like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> you little weasel. That's the discrepancy. I mean, that's, a, that's a real shame in nature. Women should be physically bigger. But anyway, that's not helpful in this situation. <laughs> I just think about that. And it, it sucks that that exists in the first place where expressing yourself could lead to a, a violent reaction. Of well, sorts. I don't I mean, even just coming from my perspective, I don't think it would ever be. I'm afraid that I'm going to be hurt if I say something now. It you know, it's more like. It just feels like second nature, like you just go with it because, oh, that's just how they do it. <laughs> Instead of stopping them and say, hey, I actually want this or that. Why is it so difficult? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's probably multifaceted. You know, it comes from environmental behavior, societal stuff, what we see, how sex is portrayed, how women are to behave. I'd prefer to know. I'd want to know right up front because doing something that wasn't working, mm -hmm. the longer you do it, at some point you find out and then it's more embarrassing. It's like, oh God, I did it for this long and. Well, I'm no listening clue. to Loveline, like so many women are having sex with their husbands or their boyfriends or whatever for years um, in a way that isn't pleasurable for them. And they just keep trying to sort of get their orgasm or whatever through the way that their husband has sex. And it's like, oh, do you ask him, you know, to bring in the vibrator that you use? Like, no, you know, it's embarrassing or whatever. Or do you ask him to do this? No. Like, what do you like? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, you don't even think about yourself. And anyway, this isn't coming from me. Like, I, I'm, I'm way more in touch with things and all that. You saw but, a Facebook post and it triggered this whole thought chain. Yeah. And then again, like, I'm looking at pornography and I'm like, huh. Another sort of perspective of male behavior. And then um, I think I saw a TikTok where it was like, the way things have turned as far as men actually like women are better at multitasking. Women are better at uh, being compassionate. 
women are better at navigating the world and the changes in the world a little bit easier than men are. Just typically, not across the board. And men, in order to be a desirable mate, had to do all these things like go out and, you know, get food and provide this or that. Um, but what that's turned into is men sort of competing with each other and and also, like you said, like being physically stronger or bigger. So they have all this like false power where it's like we're, we're basing importance on the wrong things. You know, what, what can get us through, what, what, what can get you through a life uh, in an in a easier way is going to maybe come from a woman's perspective versus like if, like if women ruled the world, you know, ran the world instead of men, you know, things I'm sure would have its similar, like some flaws, obviously, but I just don't think it would be the same scary flaws. It would be different types of flaws, but you got all this from a TikTok, huh? Well, yeah, partly. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not expressing it as what as kind of vegetable shared yeah. the information. It was actually an old man. It's an old man talking about it. I, I yeah, just, he wasn't dressed as a leak. I understand what you're just saying. Like there are certain yeah, instances just, yeah, we, throughout it's, the, it's, the tables have turned to where like women actually have all the power and but men have risen to this place where they have the power. And we just go with it for some reason. Different points in humanity, different traits were more important. Like there's this idea that at some point being neurotic and anxious was more beneficial to survival than brute strength. And that's why there are some mm. people who are neurotic because hiding, <laughs> running away from situations, that's not really, I think what being neurotic I is, mean, it is overthinking <clears throat> things, but it's not, it's not, I'm going to just go fight constantly. Right. Um, as humanity evolved and the ways people lived evolved, certain traits became more of a benefit. And currently how we live, a lot of it isn't needed anymore. Like there was still this idea that the man's the provider and that means you go get money, which is the equivalent. I would go out and find the food and, and kill the right. animals. And But that it's like that that perspective has become the only thing that matters. Whereas like women, you know, back in like if we're saying like men are going out and hunting and bringing home food, uh, women are at home raising children, keep keeping the the area that you live in um, clean enough so that you're not overtaken by like flies or rodents. You know, we're we're dealing with interpersonal relationships amongst our village. We're raising children like there's so many things that we're doing while men are out hunting. It was pretty basic, though. There were a few yeah. things that needed to be done for survival at the time, and all the duties were split up. And I think that division of labor probably made sense at the time. But as things have evolved, and I know, you know, even look at the 50s model of a family and what mm -hmm. that was supposed to be. It still followed that same trend. But as things have changed and evolved, it, it, it isn't needed as much. And what goes into being a man, especially when it comes to sexuality, isn't just going for it. Like there's a complete misunderstanding. I don't think at any point in time did women probably enjoy a guy who just got on and humped right. and pumped away for whatever reason. It's like, okay, well my job is just to bear a child. So let's get this over with. 
I'll get pregnant and have the baby, uh, which is a shame. But you look at animals and the way they have sex still to this day. A lion. You ever go to the zoo and see a lion have sex? Doesn't seem like the females enjoying it too much. So somewhere, well, so somewhere yeah, that's. I think there are certain ones that seem more into it than others. I feel like a lioness will sometimes like do lots of like you know like rubbing up against a male lion, <laughs> like let them know. But then there's people, there's there's animals like ducks where it's like the females drowning while he's humping with his corkscrew, <laughs> like rape. Yeah, that corkscrew penis. Yeah. In a way, it, it borders that. I know that animals need to prove themselves, and that's why the male. Yeah, like birds and stuff. Yeah, the, the weird dances or yeah. the colors and things like that. So that's built in somewhere. But one of the things about being human to me is there is nature, there's built in instinct, but we're able to analyze that and say, this point, that's not needed anymore. And even though there's a drive to approach it this way, I'm capable of understanding that there are other routes to take. And maybe those routes are preferable in the long run or even in the short run for those around. But a lot of people just lean into what their instinctual drive is. And I think right. that's what annoys me about humanity quite often. There's a time and a place for that. Currently, when things are going okay and in our society as it is set up, in this moment, you don't need to just lean into that's what I feel like doing because nature says so. Mm. And the funny thing is, these instincts, which are feeling, are also things feeling, not the instincts themselves, but feelings are things that guys shy away from and find to be feminine. So, like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, but you give into your stupid feelings all the time. They're just minimal feelings. They're, uh, you've well, got they're, a, simple, they're yeah. simplified, like yes. anger. Yes, you have a small set of feelings that you can operate right. in. Instead of expanding that, you claim expanding it's for pussies and you stop yourself when you say that's Even not things like being confused, you know, like, oh, I don't know, I don't get it. Or like, I don't know where to go. It's also seen as like, what are you, weak? <laughs> it is. But I think also because it's oh, like guys not asking for directions, like, I got it. No, you fucking don't. It's okay. It's It's harder to figure out who you are and to share that with other people and then to take in what other people say that they need and figure out a way to balance that with the things you need. So, you know, if you're good at that or you're at least working on that and struggling with it, some other guy who has no ability to do it and finds it to be a very difficult thing, it's easy to discredit the other person by right. calling them a name. Well, cause it also can make you feel like, Oh, you think you're better than me? Right. Yeah. I mean, the person that's not doing it right. All of a sudden they think it's like some sort of attack on themselves. It's insane the way guys will approach women. And if the woman has a boyfriend or a, a husband or a partner, whatever it is, like one of the tendencies is for the guy to just shit on that person. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, but he's a he's a loser and can't treat you the way I would treat you. It's like there's something threatening about it inherently. Right. Like Where? he has you and oh, like I know there are a lot of people that complain about boyfriends or partners or whatever who like do anything to get you. And then once they have you, they do the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. They're just trying to prove something to themselves. Yeah. And then there's that. And then there's also like the mommy husband relationships that end up happening you know, or like the the weaponized uh, incompetence that a lot of men in relationships do. Like, 
well, I didn't know how to, you know, the dishwasher. I couldn't figure it out. You know, <laughs> like, all right, I'll do it. I mean, I guess like, there was. Could you please go grocery shopping for me? I have the baby. I have this. I've got that. I've got this test. I've got the, I've got a class. I've got like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No problem. And then they like can't find anything that they want that you want on your list. Well, I couldn't find the right sauce. <laughs> it's a difficult <laughs> thing to figure out. That's why I got ragu. Yeah, like, ugh, you know I hate ragu. I do. No, like, I couldn't find it. I like ragu, though, for dipping white bread in. That's ragu still, specifically? Yeah, because ragu is just the most basic of the marinara sauces. <laughs> and white bread, the most basic of the breads. But you put those two together, you heat it up a little bit, the sauce. And what? You, you dip the bread in. It's very good. It's delicious, I'm telling you. But ragu has such, like, a tinny weird flavor it's like tinny and sweet it is Gross. delicious anyway i think uh, there was a lot you wanted to get into but uh the marketing guru who couldn't pleasure his wife took up quite a bit of time oh that's okay i like that all this really was, that was it it was really just um all of this was spawned by a facebook post uh yeah because it just made me think overall about you know what's expected uh and then you did your from research women. faith the facebook post <laughs> Inspired you to do research on TikTok. Well, TikTok, you know, just gives you what you want. So <laughs> it, knew, for, it knew what I want. You found <laughs> what you needed. I'm an old man. Also, I did, I did learn the reason why. So, you know, we're mammals and we have um, breasts, but, but other mammals who are female don't develop that breast tissue really until they're pregnant. Or after they've had little puppies or something. And the reason why we, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> the reason why, <clears throat> hum sorry, I've got something in my throat. Okay. <clears throat> the reason why um, humans have that is to disguise pregnancy so that other males can't tell if we're pregnant or not. And then we can sort of just we can uh filter through the better mates you can filter through make a decision we can find better so we can then, find like optimal male yeah but then you still don't express yourself like okay you just do your thing just hump <laughs> yeah. away you idiot and i'm not going to tell you look i get a lot of people a lot of guys if you do tell them hey can you do it differently i don't know why they become babies they take it so yeah. personally <clears throat> like oh they're supposed to know everything and have it figured out, and they understand your pleasure and your body better than you do. So when you express that, it, it lets them know that they don't yeah. actually know your body better than you do, and for whatever reason, that's a bad trait. Or it's like, <coughs> fuck, there's something in my mouth. All right, we're going to end the show then. There's like, it could be, um, yeah, she likes that. Well, nobody else like that, so you're, you're a slut. Yeah, or like going back to a guy finding out you're with someone else, one of the things they throw out is like, he can't treat you the way I do. He can't pleasure you the way I can. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Do you know anything I'm about me? rabbit hump you for five seconds. And what does it even mean in that guy's head when he says it? What do you, okay, so what do you think would pleasure me? Because you don't know at all. You don't know the person at all. You don't all. know me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just inherently know because I am the ultimate lover. And that chump <clears throat> that you're with doesn't know a thing. It also, I also started, we, I'm not going to go too far into it because we're going to go, but I, I also started thinking about what men expect from us as far as like dress goes and how when you're uh, a woman, you really should just try and dress for what you like 
instead of like what you think others will like or what is supposed to look right. Like just dress for yourself. And I think some of that comes from that sort of that same thing where it's like an expectation of how you're supposed to be as a woman. Well, it's look, it's shifted. It's changing. It has shifted. And that's why, again, like that's why I'm thinking about it is because I think it's coming up on my TikToks, you know, (laughs) where uh, it's a little bit more, um, I hate to use this word, but like a, a little more empowering, you know, about like women's bodies, women's attitudes toward men, what, what, uh, we expect from ourselves instead of what we think others expect from us, you know. It's a difficult thing when it was strictly a woman stays at home, raises the children, takes care of the house. When everyone you know and society has set it up that that's your purpose, deviating away from that, like how many women were actually happy doing that? There are some who get pleasure and fulfillment out of that. And I'm not saying sure. that's wrong because you could still have a very loving relationship. Absolutely. Within that. But how many women didn't want to do that and wanted to do more through their lives, but to venture out, you not only have to deal with rejection from other guys, you have to real deal with rejection from women because that's the measure of success. It's like, who yeah. did you, who did you marry? How many kids are you having? What's your house like? And so that's a very difficult thing to, to break away from. So that's why women would lean into, all right, I got to dress a certain way because then it'll attract men and then I can have my pick hopefully of right. the one that I want that'll give me the thing that society will say you've made it and you've done a good job. Otherwise, they'll send you to a men- mental institution and you'll get lobotomized because <laughs> like she's wild. Yeah. She's too wild. Yeah. That's I mean absolutely insane. That that would be a thing. Didn't the the mad like a men, Kennedy sister? Yeah, something I feel uh. like Mad Men hit upon that a bit too. I didn't really I I watched all of Mad Men. But it was also just on in the background. So I don't know. Like, I didn't sit there and actively stare at it. I just yeah. let it run through. But I think. Uh, I think d- I was on and off like that. With I think Mad Men. Yeah, I think dude's wife at some point wasn't happy. And it was becoming a really big deal because she didn't like being at home and have him, you know, running around with other women and having a place in the city. and she- Right. And her <laughs> having a problem with that was a problem for him. So, yeah. And like the therapist would call him and tell her everything he's saying that she's saying. In, in oh, yeah, that did happen, therapy. didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All well, right. Thanks, everybody. Some dudes are hopefully. No. Uh, I, I, I know there's still plenty of guys out there who operate in this mode, but I do. I have to think it's shifting. Hopefully it's yeah. shifting. Yeah. Maybe. Who am I? Again, it's it's just a pussy guy. There's nothing guy. wrong with being optimistic about the future. So yeah, let's all cross our fingers for a better tomorrow. And eat some hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, eat some hot sauce. Go to hoppinpepper.com. You can use our code 1topic15 for 15% off. And uh, manja. Enjoy. Bye.